Welcome back to another episode of Peology. This is the show where the people in pews get to weigh in, and we've been in a series together doing this series. It's been called Crackhead Chronicles, affectionately named to our good friend Axel, who's with us today, and our good friend Ray, both in recovery, and we're going to call them experts, only by experience, experts by experience. Hey, we're also members of the church. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Most importantly. <laughs> Today, boys, we are on step five. We're expert dummies. <laughs> that's, yeah. actually, that's actually where we're at. Yeah. Step five. Yeah. Has anybody ever called you guys experts in anything else? No. <laughs> I mean, I I, maybe I, food. I, well, well, it's tattooing. They're like, oh, you're the expert. I'm like, uh, I yeah. Guess. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I can stab you. If, if messing it up was an expertise, I'm an expert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh. we're in step five. I'm going to read step five and then let's have a little discussion. Um, step five is admitted to God, to oneself, and to another human being. That the the exact nature of our wrongs, admitted to God, oneself, and to another human being. Ooh, that yeah. I mean, ooh, that's a hard one. Ooh, this is this is where this is to me. This is where the steps get very real and Deep. very serious. Everything up until this point has been a little ethereal. It's been a little bit up here. Right. It's been a little bit in your mind. Yep. It's been a little bit of like changing your worldview, accepting things, but it's all internal. Yeah, this feels like the like the real first turn. It's like getting, where it becomes like outflow. It's like getting your driver's license the first moment that you're by yourself in the car, and you gotta you gotta yeah, put you everything gotta that you've practiced into drive by yourself. Mm. Pretty much. Mm-mm-mm. I okay, okay. As people who've done step five. This is like a little intro. Okay, to, what's the intro of step five? Is the very end of step four. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And it's just um because for those that are listening that have never done the steps or are new to the steps, for uh, people in recovery in the twelve steps, step four and step five are really connected. It's mostly connected. It's mostly work connected. It's the two that go together. Yeah. Five, four, and five, five, uh, six, and seven, yeah. seven and eight, really. Yeah, they kind of lead. They kind of they prepare you. The previous yeah. steps prepares you mm-hmm. for the beginning, and the end of a step prepares you for the beginning of the next. Right. Yeah. They it's kinda, it's kind of like um like a chain link. It goes like one, two, three. Okay. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Ten, eleven, twelve. Right. You know. Yeah, I agree. Just like that. That's how it's, and that's traditionally how it's worked. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Okay. So what 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 would your intro thought be for step five? So it's not my thought. It's actually two paragraphs out of the big book. Okay. And it starts on page 70. Um, If we have been thorough about our personal inventory, we have written down a lot. We have listed and analyzed our resentments. We have begun to comprehend their futility and fatality. We have commenced to see that their their terrible destructiveness, we have begun to learn tolerance, patience, and goodwill toward all men, even our enemies. For we look on them as sick people. We listed people we have hurt by our own, our, our own conduct and are willing to straighten up the, our past if we can. In this book, you read again and again that faith did for us what we could not do for ourselves. We hope you are convinced now that God can remove whatever self-will has blocked you from uh, off from him. If you have already made a decision and an inventory of your grosser handicaps, you have made a good beginning. 
that being said, um, that being so, you have swallowed and digested some big chunks of truth about yourself. Based upon your experience. Yes. How long is a good inventory? How many things are on a good inventory list? <laughs> um, so, like, you say how it says uh, it made, you made a good beginning, yeah. right? So, yeah. like, not a lot of us are ready to unpack the freezer. Right. You know, like, at the very beginning, you're unpacking. Saying, but you're sponsoring somebody. Yeah. And they come to you and they and they come back to you with their inventory and they've got four things on it. Are you just like I mean, Dude, don't that, even like get back to the drawing board? Well, I know, <laughs> no, not even. I, no, I just think uh, I always ask them like, what's rotting in the fridge today? So like, if it's only if they can only see four things, then God has only revealed four things. Uh, to okay, them. you know, like I don't try to rush anybody or slow them down. But you don't make them question like, hey, um, maybe you haven't done enough work yet. Um, We're not ready to move to step five yet. No, they they it just happens naturally. Mm. It happens authentically. Like, I don't have to you, say anything. You know what? One thing I learned about addicts is we're very. Um, you say go left, we want it. We just tend to want to go right. Right. So when we did our inventory, I of course was yeah. like, "Here it is." Yeah, yeah. About five or six things, and he could have said, "Oh, you don't get back to the drawing board," which would in turn made me like, "How dare you? This is it." But something happened where like, "You sure? Okay, you know." And because we've worked this program in a way where. We hold each other accountable now. Okay. Because you know what I mean? There's yeah, like what if it was only those four things that were blocking him, you know? Right. right. And so I like so once we got through those four, I felt like a relief. Like because one thing is to put it on paper and one thing is to say it. And as I was saying it, I felt so comfortable that I went into the freezer and I pulled something out of the freezer mm. that I never thought I'd even share with my wife. Right. And something magical happened there where uh, the two men that we were with, they pulled something out of their freezer mm. that it wasn't like I'm trying to one up you, but it was something so vulnerable. I, I would never have admitted. I wouldn't, I would have took that to the grave. I'm thinking yeah. in my head. Yeah. And by hearing that I went deep, Yeah. <laughs> so deep yeah. that it's almost, uh, it's very, it's a vulnerability you can't explain. I, I, I think for me, you know, if that right, I think like, this is yeah. the difference. I think for people listening, they unless you've seen this or been through this, right? You got to go through it. Yeah, but I think for people that are listening who are looking in on this series that we're doing, and they're hearing about the steps and they're hearing about the work that goes into the steps, I think if you're only looking in, it's hard to understand that this step. Right, the idea that you would be so vulnerable and so transparent and so humble with a nut, not just like in your own mind. Like, I think a lot of us know in our own heads the things that we've done that are wrong. We've done a, we have done at least somewhat of a moral no, searching and inventory in our own minds of like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, I did I, I'm. How many of those things do we admit? But to say it to another person no, out loud, that's yeah. hard, dude. I think that's the difference. So here's this is my argument. I say this to a lot of people. I say that's the difference. That's where I think AA gets it right, and I think religion gets it wrong. Right? Is that religion do it in private? No, religion does this thing where it tells you the moral code. Mm. It gives you a very black and white moral standard. Yep. But what it does, what religion does, if it's not relational based, if it's not salvation based, if it's not real faith, what religion will do will give you the cheat code for public morality. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So then you're put, you're holding up a public persona. But AA, it's like 
you've already screwed up your public persona, right? And so it's wild abandonment into honesty, right? So then there's this moment where you're like, well, I'm already here, right? I'm already like nobody's like nobody's fooled by me anymore. It's like you have a hand, right? And everybody can see it. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Everybody <laughs> sees your cards. Yeah. Right. And, and your you're, playing, sucks. you're playing like <laughs> you got seven deuce. And <laughs> And you know what? What I've noticed, like, especially like in church, you know, I'm not single anybody out, but I've noticed over, you know, my my time in, in church, uh, not in faith, that people tend to forget their transgressions. Yeah. You know, like when they've you know, everybody's story has a certain yeah. amount of length of time in the church. And when they're here, they forget about back here. Back here, yeah. And when you tell them, hey, I did something similar to this back yeah, here, yeah. they look at you like, whoa, mm-hmm. how dare you? But I- I'm holier than thou. Where I've had men with 20, 30 years, four years, 10 years of recovery open up about something and 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 not feel that that, like, get away from this guy. You know, don't like, you know, you could tell when somebody approaches you different when you share something that deep about yourself where they either embrace you and they support you and they're with you still versus you see them fading from your life because of that admittance of that inner deep, dark demon. I I, I don't know what went wrong, right? I don't know what went wrong and when it went wrong and how it went wrong. But this is where I do honestly believe that AA and the steps are more reflective of authentic biblical Christianity than many times a church is, right? Yeah. I think a church – look, I, I'm not knocking every church because, l- like, I love our church. I think our church gets a lot of things right. I think we get things wrong, but I think we get a lot of things right. But I'm saying church in general, the idea of a religious community in general, right? Okay. I think what I think what A gets right is that there's this intense – focus once you get to step five about transparency and honesty and humility and recognizing that, you know, you're a sinner, they're a sinner, everybody's, we're not getting out of this without God's help. And and in religious communities, you can do your whole life in a religious community and never really admit those things. Right. I mean, you could be, seriously, there are whole communities that are religious who and people that have been Christians forever go dressing up and going to church every Sunday, a deacon wherever, you know what I'm saying, and never really had a transparent, honest moment. Yeah, like never actually admit those things, like yeah. the things that I wear as like my my armor. Yeah, you know, no, it's I, like like uh, you know how um, I just I don't know why it just popped in my head. <laughs> It's just like literally, like, you know, when um, in 8 Mile, that movie, when mm. Eminem was like rap battling and he was like sharing all of his defects. Yeah. He was like, you, you, can, you can't say nothing yeah, about Yeah, you can't. Exactly. Yeah. You, know, you know what? Th- there is some truth to that. Um, yeah. You know, about being, you know, even now, like I noticed recently, I try to be as transparent on anything because I've got nothing to hide. I mean, I, I was left for dead. I died. Mm-hmm. So I can't live my life in secrets anymore because yeah. that's what kept me sick. Where sometimes I'm too honest. Yeah. Where I get people with my wife like, shut up, shut up. I'm like, no, I, because I don't have to keep. I don't want to keep track of the lies. I right. don't. I if you're not going to accept me for where I'm at today, then then it's it is what it is because yeah. I, there's a there's a freedom to I, to feeling accepted. Yeah. You know, because that's that's really what a lot of yeah. But well, no, let's attitude. go back. Let's let's hit the pause button on that because that's an interesting point. There's a freedom to being accepted, but it's 
Think about it. It's accepted for who you really are. For who are. you are, right. Accepted because as there's as religious communities where you feel like you're accepted, but right. it's the facade of you. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm this. I'm that. You have to I pretend you. Yes, yes. <laughs> you fa- it's a Facebook of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because of Facebook. It's a highlight reel, bro. My Facebook, my life is amazing. But right now, I'm like, I can't even, my, my shoe's falling apart. Yeah. But I won't post that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you're right. There's like a, a public perception of ourselves. Yeah. And there's the real self, and AA gets the real self pretty quick. Yeah, it's like I we're think, okay not being okay. Yeah. And I think one thing that NA and AA does really great, uh, but don't get it twisted. There are those people that – Yeah, sure. You can't I mean, avoid yeah. it. It's human but, nature, right? But, right. But but as a whole, what I enjoy is that fact that um, you, you don't have to – you can come as you are. You can come as you are. You can say, I'm hurting. I yeah. messed up. Yeah. I've made the same mistake this week three times. Yeah. And reach out for help versus I'm going to cover the sun with one thumb and walk into this church with the yeah. Bible on my chest and show you yeah. how perfect. Like that's I what am. like um when I came back, right? Well, that this step was actually the thing that was um what I held up front because what made me realize was because I didn't want to share the my sickness, mm-hmm. you know, like I was in a meeting, like, and my ex was, like, going to, she's like, oh, you want this ecstasy? And I'm like, no. And then that, she asked me again, and it went from a no to a maybe. And I'm like. <laughs> that was uh, quick. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Temper girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And then, um, yeah. They have this ability to get you yeah. to do things. Yeah, it's just weird. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the crazy thing about it is, like, I've, it, it's like, I don't know when, um, the the insanity or or the yeah. devil or whatever you want is like he's been locked up inside of me for so long right and then like that maybe is like we switched tables like i was locked up and he was out it was like it was like i was like how did i get here and like i was screaming inside like yo tell somebody tell somebody and with no power i could not say hey i'm about to go couldn't get, get the words come out of your mouth i couldn't say anything yeah. like i'm it was like i was like you know that was a the, you know that um that movie uh, get out yeah like that, locked in, locked, locked in. Up. I'm like screaming inside, and nobody can hear me. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and like it, it, it was death. Yeah, and I went and took that ecstasy, and I was um, the rest is history. You know. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yesterday, four years ago. Yes. Congratulations. You know. Yeah. Yesterday, four years ago. Four uh, years. Bro. I didn't tell you the exact moment of what happened. Like it was that that morning, I was. In OBT, like I was like, um, McLean which is Circle. where all fun begins. Uh, yeah. McLean Circle, uh, like to be exact, McLean right? Circle. <laughs> Even that's better. The, in an abandoned that's house the Jerusalem with the stripper of girlfriend, and the, the drug dealer wanting to, um, you know, you know, have some services done. So she like sent me to go steal some food from her okay. for for her, and I I was crossing. I stopped right in the middle of OBT, and I like prayed. I was like, God, I don't want to do this. Yeah, and um, um, my friends from the um, new birth, right? Mm. Saw me, they stopped and like made a circle around me, start praying in tongues, yeah. right? It, and I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm like, how does, how does this possible? I just right. prayed and I was like, I don't want to steal this food. And then they bought me a whole bunch of food, right? And I came back and she was like, how did you get this? Let's go steal something from Target so we can get some crack. <clears throat> <laughs> and I'm like, no, in my mind, I'm like, no, this whole day where we walked all the way around. Um, by by the time uh, we got to like it was like time to go to church for new birth that night, yeah. um, she like took off running when we saw she saw we were at a church and I just kept 
going straight. I went straight into the church, and I was like, man, this is the day I'm just like. I'm surrendering. Yeah, I'm surrendering. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. All right, so let's go back. Um, in step four, you start to do the inventory in your mind. You start to and, and well, you actually not, not in your mind. And you're right. You're you write, write it. it. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. You but you're to, thinking it. You're thinking it through. Yeah, you're thinking of what, and usually the what categories. Not to put on there. You've said the categories again. Make sure I'm getting them right here. But a lot of times the categories are fears, resentments, resentments. sexual transgressions. Well, it's resentments, fears, and then sex. But it's not only just sex; it's relationships. You know, right? Okay. Because sex is not just intercourse. It's also how you treated the same and opposite sex. Right. Okay. Um, we, we, I look, we call it a conduct inventory because. Let's go back because we. I brought this up with Emily, and when we talked about it in step four, and I, but I'm still like, I still think about this because when you get that detailed, fears, resentments, and then sexual conduct and relational conduct. Um, how do you decide what's right and wrong? You know, you know. Well, you know it didn't work out wrong. Well, <laughs> I mean, no, but that's my that's my, that's my fear. It asks us, okay. it well, asks us where where have we uh, where had we been selfish, dishonest, inconsiderate? Whom have we hurt? Did we unjustifiably arouse jealousy, suspicion, or bitterness? Where did we? Where were we at fault? What should we have done instead? We got this all down on paper. Mm. So, 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 so it's very of- pragmatic. It's almost like, and by pragmatic, I mean. It's almost like right or wrong in the, and I'm not look for those that are listening that have a little theology and a little like uh, philosophy. I'm 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 not actually da- knocking this. I'm I'm just trying to work it through in my mind. Pra- it's pragmatic in the extent that at this moment of the moral inventory, you're really looking at it through the lens of like if it's. If it's a negative outcome in the fact that it hurt you, it hurt others, it hurt the people around you, then it's it was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, okay. I usually do this little I trick. I usually when something I'm having trouble thinking like, did I make was this was this the way to handle say things? I switch the people in the story before because I I'm quick to justify why I acted mm. to this person. Yeah. And so what I do is I step outside of myself and say I put my sister in there, or my mother, mm. or my wife, or my daughter. Right. And a random person. Yeah. And I analyze the situation and 99.99999 times I'll be like, yeah, that's not how that should have been handled. Yeah. It should have been like that. Okay. You know, plus there's something about the reading when you're actually doing the work and you're reading. Yeah. As addicts, like especially me, I, I spent my entire life justifying everything I did. Like that's the way God made me and that's it because I've, I've been given false information my whole life from people like – I am who I am. I'm never going to change. Or this is the way I was made. You know, and we do that, right? We do that proudly. Like, yeah. this is me, YOLO. And you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and when you read it on paper and you write it and you know, you're not, you're not, you can't deceive. Once you, it's like if you're driving on the road and there's no speed limit, you can act dumb. Yeah. But you know, you're driving fast as hell and you know, yeah. you can't, you're not, you should be going slower, but there's no speed limit. Once you see that speed limit, even if you decide to ignore 25 school zone children crossing, it's in there, you know? And when something goes down, you don't justify why you were driving so fast and hit a kid. You go immediately to what you read and saw, 25 miles an hour children crossing. So the same thing happens with with the big books and the literature and the spiritual stuff that, that I read, like the piece that I read daily, where... It's embedded now, or it's not. I'm not telling myself something. I'm belie- I'm. I'm going by what's written here. Right. Kind of like when people read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right. This is why I always love divine and and how you go about 
preach in the church is you go here, it's, it's written like this, and yeah. it's interpreted how you want. Right. But the words are right here. Yeah. And there's different versions and different languages <laughs> and texts that all may sound different, but they lead to the same road. Yeah. So you can justify it and say no, but it's it's yeah. here. That's why and that's you why can't in refute the, that. In the inventory, whenever we, we write down the cause, I always say only 25 words because then you don't, it doesn't allow you to justify your resentment. Right. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, you, you get gotta... to like, I did this, that was not right. Yeah. Man, because <laughs> versus like, I did this, but that day, you know, they looked at me mm-hmm. real funny, you know. Yeah. But it was because of this and this and that. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, yeah. You, don't, you don't. No, know. it's like, um, no. I lashed out. Like, yeah. I hadn't slept that, that night. Like, like was what, what, because... what, for example, right? So like, the, the the point of step five is like my inventory is actually not for me. My inventory is for all of you and all of those who God wants me to be able to help. Right. Right. So then my whenever it comes to the forefront of my mind, I'm willing and ready to say it. Say any piece of my inventory. Okay. Right. So like um one of the things is like I'm pissed off at my baby mom because mm-hmm. I mean like it, if I say because I'm already trying to justify, justify. it. So just like she pissed me off. I'm like, well how? Doesn't really matter. I'm like, let me get to uh, where I was dishonest. And yeah, but okay. So let's go slow because you you said so much there that that I, I want to get to. Okay, so take for example what you just said, right? Like when I think about naming a resentment, I think the reason that AA uses that language is because resentment creates the loop into um, moral. Uh, wrong conduct, right? So think about what we do. We say, uh, my baby mama did this. That's why I did this. So it's like, I resent you, which gives me the license to to do this wrong thing. That's why it's the number one offender. (laughs) Yeah, like whenever I'm reminded of whatever, uh, it could be something that he did that could have just reminded me of somebody who just represent him, like right. you know. Yeah. In some way, I'm like, oh, automatically, I'm pissed off, you know. Right. And and we're we're taught here to to look but at that's why you, that's, but that's why you name the resentments, right? Yeah. Because you're naming the resentments, and it may have been something that's done to you, yeah. but that's then giving you the license to hurt other people or do something back to them or respond. Yeah, that's you, why you're naming them. Yeah. Whenever you take away the the actual name and who it was, and you look at the principle behind mm-hmm. the resentments, you're 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 just changing one like a, a name for a face, right? You know? Kind of like what I do, where I where, where yeah. I can if I put some mad at you and I put you in there, you could do no right in my eyes because I'm angry at you. Yeah. But if as soon as I put like my wife or my daughter or one of my my kids, it's like whoa. Yeah. I and look then, at it differently. And it forces you to look at like at least for me, I, one thing that I always like remind myself daily is when things happen, whether I'm right or wrong, or whether I feel I'm right or wrong. Before I lash out at somebody or blame anybody, I have to look in the mirror and I have to look at my part. What was my part? Because even if I walk in and somebody says, F you, I had a part in that. Mm-hmm. Whether I like to see it or not, I had mm-hmm. a part. Yeah. You know? It's not the victim. Right. Exactly. It's not the victim. Like, hey, I could have just walked in on the wrong day. Yeah. And instead of me lashing out and be like, hey, are you all right, man? That was inappropriate. You know, which nine times out of ten, I don't want to answer like that. I want to answer like, let me bash this microphone on your forehead if you're talking to me like that. <laughs> let me ask you. Okay. So back up one more thing. You said something. It, you said it quick. Let's go back and look at it one more time closely. You said, my, my inventory is not for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's for you. What do you mean? What I mean is, like, I never know what piece of my inventory 
can okay. connect to some mm. one, whatever individual God wants me to to be able to connect to mm. in that moment in order for them to be convinced enough to where they they're going to want to go along the same path as I yeah. I did. Mm. You know. So do you think the typical person working the steps the first time in step 4 and 5 knows do they start you you think you think that comes later like there's a hindsight to it where you go oh I see that this was it was this yeah. work, step four and step five, was not just selfish work, meaning that it was for me. There was also a selfless component to it mm-hmm. that it was for others that are going to be affected by what I'm going to confess. Yeah, because like in it goes along with the third step, you know, like because like oh my, um, like me having victory over my difficulties. My difficulties is confessing my shortcomings. Right. You know that's why. And, it, and whether you work the steps or not, when we read, yeah, the twelve, mm-hmm. we read and it tells you at the very end. What the mission of right. the whole program? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, like we can only keep what we have by giving it away. Right, right. After working these steps, you're right. So it's always presented it's as a always, whole, as even a though whole, you work in the one step. And, and you that kinda, makes sense. I didn't think about that. You one. get a preface to like, hey, what we're doing because the, the premise of an addict, I feel me, is I got to be outside. I can't be me, me, me. I yeah. have to be we, we, us. Yeah. The ultimate, self. the ultimate right. problem is the selfishness. So my recovery is not just for me, yeah, selfishly, but first and foremost, it has to be. To, the most important person is the newcomer. Yeah, yeah. Not the guy that's did the steps yeah. seventy five times. The mm-hmm. newcomer yeah. could only keep what we have by giving it away. Okay. Yeah. So like when um whenever I'm in a meeting like like where I've noticed when I take the meetings into Park Place, mm-hmm. the the things that I share that are like on a deeper. Whenever I go into the freezer, mm-hmm. whenever I pull those things out and I share those things, like it ha- it impacts them way oh, more. Oh yeah. Then, then if I yeah. would have been like, oh, I was just homeless crackhead, and yeah, I, and now like instead and of I, speaking and, about it like you're a scholar, you're yeah. speaking about it like, no, I've been through the, and I've been through still, the trenches, and I'm still going through, the yeah, yes. okay, you know, like, like we still, so, like, we still one, suffer, yeah, like one of the um the things that took me to Colombia, right, that kept me in so so much bondage was well, like one of the the hardest secrets that like um it, it's coming to the forefront of my mind now, so I'm willing to share it now. Right. It's like um. One time I was with my oldest son. He was a baby, right? Right. And I was getting high, playing the PlayStation. He was crying. Mm-hmm. And instead of caring for him. Right. Yeah, I smacked him. Mm. You know, I smacked him so hard he had a black eye here. Your son, like that baby that you have. Imagine, imagine smacking him. Yeah. You know, so hard that he had a black eye and then lying to, you, to his mom saying he fell on the floor when he was sleeping. Mm, that hurts, man. Yeah, you know, and then having him like continuously making amends to him, not like I can't tell that to him. You yeah. know, yeah. I can't tell him that like the, the the person who's supposed to protect him hurt him when he was a baby, where he couldn't remember those things. Yeah. Like I, I was, I remember like being at the edge of a jungle, you know, like wanting to commit suicide because I couldn't live myself anymore because of that. Mm. You know, yeah, that's heavy. Good God. I can relate, man. I mean, I used to go cop. I could have, I mean, <laughs> every day I went to cop with my kids in the car. I could have, at any point, I, if I got pulled over, I lose my children. I lose everything. Yeah. I lose them. I mean, you know, we, in active addiction, you know, that's why it says. When was the first time you confessed that? I was in the car with um with my my friends and like my sponsor. And um, we were just driving back from from a meeting and they were like talking about the fifth step. Mm. And I just it it came out it just yeah. and um 
the first time and like the more i, I shared it the yeah. i mean it still holds weight yeah you know and i i mean i've already forgiven myself for it you right. know? and i've already been making them i still living a, make a living amends for it right but um i confess it every time it comes to the forefront of my mind yeah you know that's yeah. tough that's a tough one man yeah but i think a lot of people anybody that ever listens to this will say I think when you when some when you hear somebody confess with that level of vulnerability and that level of like honesty about their own personal brokenness, I think that what that does is it opens the floodgates. Nothing's off limits to anybody. Yep. Right? I think you're right that unless you hear it, unless you experience it with somebody, you don't understand the power it can have to free somebody else. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of people will listen to that, right? And the room will be split, you know. Before I came into this program, including myself, I might look at that and, and say, you did, you know, look at you as like, you know, you did something really horrible, which you did. But being in the program, I know that you would never do that yeah. if you weren't. So like the, what you know the, what I mean? like the that's greatest not, thing about. That's not the person that you really yeah, are. The greatest thing about um, when I did this um, fifth step with when, when my sponsor was like, um, I shared those uh those grosser handicaps like i those things like one of those things was that and then the other one was like some sexual things mm. some like and then um he looked at me he was like bro i did i mean i don't have a kid but i did exactly the same thing right mm. and the great thing is, is that's that's just who you are without god yeah. now let's just see who you can be with god mm. you know that's encouraging that was the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was the right thing to hear in that moment. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because like uh, if you think about it and, and I'm like, if I was living with these principles and I was living with God and like living for God, right, in, in those moments, I would have never did those things that, I, yeah. that I've done. Yeah. You know? And you know what? In retrospect, like, you know, you shared the story with me, but before you shared that story with me, um, I remember you came to my house and you had your son. And I just looked at you kind of like envious, like, damn, even I, with four kids, wasn't as attentive as loving. You give him the snacks, you know what I mean? And and even when he was in my house and he was like real rambunctious, like I'm quick to yell and be like, chill out or whatever, get your ass in here, yeah. you know? Because we get that frustration. And you handled it like, like, damn, I wish I had that kind of grace, you know? So it's just living with the, um, with that, that, in the back of my mind, you know, like yeah. I'm living my amends, you know, through him daily, and I mean yeah. that's that's what it's about, man, and and forgiveness. It's really, you know, I love how the church likes to say grace and mercy and forgiveness, but a lot of people don't have that in their heart, you know. When in moments like this, people should gravitate to you and be there for you, but instead, a lot like to mm -hmm. stay away from that person. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I don't. Like, uh, I don't mind sharing those things anymore because, like, I, I share this with um, uh, uh, a lot of people, too. Like, my life is a love story. Like, it's God's love story for what he can do, what he did in my life right. and what he can do in your life. Yeah. You know, you know the, it's funny because the the thing that pops into my mind when you tell that and then when you tell that, hey, you don't mind sharing that, is that is, that's a core teaching, of New Testament theology, right? So when Paul starts writing to the churches about how the churches should live out the teaching 
of Christ and the and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He says this phrase that I think is so true for what you're saying. He say he says, "In our weakness, we are strong." You know what I'm saying? And he's like, and it's Paul's way of saying like, "Hey, creating a community where weakness is shared transparently, openly." actually makes us stronger because what happens is in that moment when you when you stop hiding and you get honest with others and with god then god's power can be unleashed in your life when when you're still hiding you're just a religious person right you may be a you may be a semi-moral person you may be a publicly moral person but your heart is not healed right the the power comes when you're willing to be transparent about how weak you actually are the, the deep problems you actually have. You know what I'm saying? That's why when Jesus starts teaching, like when Jesus teaches on this in the Sermon on the Mount, take just the example, usually the one we focus on is the one about like adultery, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. lust, but take the example of oaths. He's like, you've heard it said that any man who takes an oath, you know, and it, it's Jesus' speak for like, You've heard it like you've heard that the rule is if you're uh, if you're in court or under oath or making a a business promise and you're and you're signing on a contract, you have to be honest. Yeah. He goes, I say every word that comes from your mouth has to be honest. And everybody in that moment goes, wait a minute. Yeah. If, if any little lie, any time any, ever, any time ever. We're all like he's he moves the goalpost back so far. He's like, let me move it back to the place where you realize you're a lot weaker than you think you are. Yeah. You've been telling yourself because you can perform in this one little area. Like yeah. in business, I've been honest. honest. Or in court, I was honest. Or in my marriage, I was honest. He's like, that. God sees it all, bro. (laughs) God sees it all. That's the 12 step, practicing our principles in all our affairs. There you go, man. And so he's like, I'm going to move it back so far that you have to admit you're you're weak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you you need me. I don't know. It's powerful. It's like the heat cast. He who has never sinned cast the first stone. Mm. You know, I see it all the time daily where somebody says, hey, you know, this happened and. You know, yeah. You know, so like, um, there's some promises like all throughout the book. There's promises, right? It says, um, on page seventy five, we pocket our pride and go to it, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. Once we have taken a step, withholding nothing, we are delighted. We can look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. We begin to feel uh, the nearness of our Creator. We may have had uh, certain spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience. Mm. The feeling that the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly. We feel we are on the broad highway walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. Do you feel like, do you feel like there's almost um, a, a certain level of like give up or attrition or back out for people who are working the steps to get to four? And they realize that fives, they're going to have to say it out loud yeah, to somebody. Of course, yeah. like I feel like that's got a, be a big a detour people, for a lot of people. Like I think a lot of people yeah. get four, and they're like, "Okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah. good." And then they're like, "Okay, you got to say this out loud to another human being." And you're like, "I'm getting yeah. off right here." That's called a three step: one, two, three, one, two, three, <laughs> one, two, three, <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. That's as far as I go. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, man. I remember that day in our living room. I was like. I'm like, man, I remember just going, I'm just being so dishonest. Like, I wrote all this stuff, and they're reading it. And it's like, they know. They b- both like, 
They can they can see through the bullshit. They can see through it, man. You know, like, <laughs> you, got it, you got it, you know. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. Like, I convinced them, you know. And yeah, he he was one of those guys who we go. Uh, he's like, but why do I got to write it down? I'm like, because it says to put it down on black, <laughs> yeah, black and white. I, I, I was I was fighting tooth and nail, man. Like, I told them I called them. I, I would call them like you know. Man, God bless you and Paul, man. I would call you guys like one of the more crazy hours. Like, but, but wait a minute. But, but even yeah. this, like, is this? And they're like, you know, like, I'm justifying. Like, is like, you know, and I would try to like get to a story, but like from over here. Yeah. Like, vague. We're, we're more like, we had to do it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your butt's got to do it. Oh my and God. then even then sitting down, they read it and they're like looking at me. And then um, when they both just. Like wow, it it felt like uh, it felt like freedom. It felt like I'm not gonna be judged. You know what I mean? Like, is that I've, the biggest fear that like you're gonna say it out loud to somebody else, and that somebody's you, you know, go, holy? Okay, so <laughs> I don't care anymore. So I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. Uh, <laughs> was that the fear? Like when yeah, you when well, you were like, ready I to tell that story so for the first time, I was like, oh man, okay, this so comes I'm, out of my so mouth. You want to you want to think about it? Like, right, so my perspective is like. The reason why we hold those things up inside so mm-hmm. much, right, is because that fear, right, fear, right. fear of being alone. Like that was when I dwindled, yeah. when I wrote all my fears down, and I I looked at the very core of every single one of my fears. It always dwindled down me being alone. Every single time I've always been alone, right? Like yeah. all of my actions made me made me in my uh, made me be alone. It's not at the, the end. kind of conversation you're playing golf and you're like, by the way, blah 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 blah. blah. You'll be like, hey, with that. The leap block and I'm out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I'll give you an example about the about the fear, just so you can kind of okay. get it. Just this is this is coming. This is this is what I I experienced. This is my my view about justification and everything. So when I first overdosed many years ago, over three years ago, you know, obviously I come to this church. You guys, you guys like held down the fort for my wife. I couldn't drop my kids anywhere, and at that time. I was the victim. Like, you know what I mean? Like, poor me, feel bad for me. Fast forward now, I had a a lot of resentment for the church. I'll tell you why. And it's it's gone. Like, we wrote these things, and I realized that, what's my part? Like, it was, of course, Mm -hmm. what do you expect? But the reason why I was so hurt was when everything happened, I could feel when I would come to church, I felt like, I remember I called you, I overdosed. The very next day, I was at a meeting, Friday night. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was a black light meeting, which was like super crazy because I sit down, I walk in, I'm, over, I'm like, I'm a few minutes late. So the meeting had already started and it's pitch black and there's like glow rings. And I'm like, oh boy, did I walk into a rave? <laughs> like, where am I? And, and James, you know, was at the there with the ponytail. He's always sitting by the door and I was like, ready to leave. And I'm like, is this that? And he's like, yeah. So I sat towards the back and the place was filled, filled, right? And I just felt like, because again, this place has a lot of meaning for me. You mm-hmm. know, like I was baptized here. You yeah, know, which I'm gonna have to do that again because I was baptized. Can I do baptism twice? Like, because I was baptized when I was in active addiction. I don't even remember. Okay, so listen. So then I, I I come here, and I felt welcome for the first time. I felt at ease. Like, hey, it's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Then I come on Sunday. Mind you, I'm detoxing. I have. I'm sick. I'm like, like death, and I could just you know because I know I I came here couple of Sundays ago from a vacation and it was like Ray and yeah. you know you could just you could you could feel the love. I walked in here like I had the plague. 
people that I've known for years, people that, again, in my mind, I'm like, I did this, I did that, I, you know, I, I never say no to nobody. Everybody just, whew, like, here's this piece of shit. That's how I felt. Yeah. And, and it wasn't me, like, making up in my head. It just, and I get it. I understand now why. But that's, that. imagine imagine me having to come and open up those secrets here in church after that. That's never going to happen here, right? You know what I mean? Like, Do you think that part of it, though, like, I'm just asking. I'm just saying immediately, if I needed help at that moment, I wasn't going to ask for it. Sure. I wasn't going to be yeah. vulnerable. Yeah, the, the, you know what yeah. I mean? No, I get it. Where now, now thanks to, to the program, thanks to the fellowship of NA and AA, I've learned that, hey, it doesn't matter what you, th- I don't care what you think of me. Right. Like, if I need help, I'm going to ask. And if you don't put your hand out, I'm going to yeah. keep asking because eventually someone's going to say, "Yeah, here's a hand. Yeah. Right? No, that's right. And so that's what I learned here. Mm. You know, and I and I pray that other addicts, inactive addiction, recovering addicts can can get that because that's what, that's what ultimately kept me here. Yeah. Was the fact that it's okay to be like, you know, like you said, the, God puts a line here. Like, mm-hmm. even if I feel like I'm close to that line, he reminds me how far away yeah. from the line I am, yeah. you know? And so when I came to, to NA and AA and the groups, no matter what I did or said, no matter how I acted out, yeah, they always, the hugs always came, yeah, you know? And, yeah. and so th- there's just something to that. There's just something about a human, you know, you said before in, in the last service that we, we long for community and connection, mm-hmm. you know? Like I'm having a bad day. I went today to a meeting at noon and like hugs and smiles, yeah, and that just—I forgot what I was even upset about. Yeah, and you know, it talks about um, like the contact with each other is our is the bright spot yeah. of our lives, mm-hmm. and it truly is. You know, like I look forward to um, certain meetings. Yeah, you know, like with with my with my friends. You know, yeah. like and then like yeah. when we're walking shoulder to shoulder, mm-hmm. going into the trenches. Yeah, and then going is and like saving another person. Mm-hmm. You know. Bring it, bring it, like make it's like us having like a firewall, you know, and then we're going in out into um the ocean, yeah. you know, it's a safe space with our with our lights on, like screaming out, like yo, this is the way, this is yeah. the way. We we see them, we see them drowning, we pull them onto the boat, yeah, like hey, look, we were drowning too, you know, yeah, and like you're not the only one who who did it, you know. Mm-hmm. I think the fifth step, um, it actually allows every single one of us to realize we're not special, yeah. yeah. That's good. You know. And people will call you out. How you doing? Okay. No, no, no. Really. How like, are you on. doing? Yeah. I'm not doing okay, so you must not be doing okay. Yeah. And and I know you. I can tell. What's yeah. going on? And then you're like, okay. Boom. Boom. And you go. Yeah. All right. This is as far as we can go for today. That was heavy. I can't even. We No, that's good. Yeah. It's good, strong. That's good, strong stuff. Um, Next week, we'll be on to step six. See how it goes. Thank you, guys. Love you. Mean it. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you sharing. See you guys.